Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're going to steal a little bit from On the Block and, uh, well, some other radio programs. Buy or sell here as we have Nick Sainert in studio. Florida State bought. But I want to know if you guys are buying or selling Mike Norvell. Do you buy Mike Norvell? His his record at Florida State so far, 18 and 16. Um, He put together a nice recruiting class, didn't he? I think so. I think they're, you know, but. I don't know about buying Mike Norvell, but I'm not, I'm not out on him quite yet i was out on him before the season started yeah and then they actually put together a decent season um i'm not gonna buy mike norvell but i'm not gonna sell him so i, I guess i'll just <laughs> i'm window shopping yeah <laughs> it's like when you go to target and you just kind of walk around you don't buy anything you just you, Is that what you do it yeah sometimes target stuff i usually find something i want there yeah well, well, window shopping's perfect. Try, yeah. You know, well, yeah. I didn't. I didn't find anything I wanted. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested in something, but I didn't. buy I didn't buy it. Yeah, that's Mike Norvell. How about uh, really? how about you, Nick? You like Mike Norvell? You you in on oh. Mike Norvell and the, the Seminoles being back? I, I think they're just waiting I, for Dion. I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. Is you're just kind of <laughs> he's warming up the seat for Dion. Mm. Uh, you got to have a coach, warm, I guess. I, I mean, here's the deal. Like he's one of the the few Power Five to, or excuse me, Group of Five to Power Five coaches that have made the made the move and. Two years ago, wasn't working very well. Um, they wanted to fire him after losing Travis Hunter, and then now they ended up, you know, having a decent year last season. So I, I saw that they're like gonna they're gonna be pick, or, uh, uh, ranked in the top ten to begin with next oh, yeah. season. So oh, yeah. maybe they're a contender. I guess I don't know. Did you guys see that? Sorry to change the subject, guys. Did you guys see that Texas and Oklahoma are paying upwards of a hundred million to leave the Big Twelve early? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's combined. It's not. It is. It's still, not. I. At first, when I read that, I thought it was both of them had to pay a hundred million, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" No, no, but then it was combined. Though, oh, so. did you like, see the, what the SEC is making mil? per year too? Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that just came out I think a couple of days ago. And that's before their next. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when the deal comes, they're going to get an even bigger cost. So that that hundred million will be made back. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. But it is good news for the rest of the Big Twelve schools. I don't think the newcomers get any, which is a, which. I don't know if that's unfortunate or not, but <laughs> yeah, it is kind of strange. Do you? What, what do you think, or, or Nick? We kind of talked about this too. Um, as the Big Ten now will transition the same year that the SEC does to 16 teams. Have you come to a conclusion? Do you want a nine-game schedule, eight-game schedule, divisions, pods? Do you have a Do you have a particular preference? I don't have a preference. I think we're going to eventually see pods, hmm. where it's something similar to what I think the ACC has come out in a couple years. Yeah, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're doing pods. That. I think that's the conference that was going. To, that's already announced it. I, I would see something similar to pods, um, where Nebraska has. Uh, three permanent or two permanent opponents, and I think those two permanent opponents would be Iowa and UCLA. Hmm. UCLA would be an interesting one. Why UCLA? I, geography. They're they're not going to give Nebraska USC. Why not a I, USC Nebraska I, helmet I, matchup? Well, I think Nebraska and USC would be more intriguing. I I just think this, but due to lack of recent success, I think that they're going to lean towards UCLA. But I, I I feel like you would kind of look towards the future of you know. Banking on Nebraska getting back to prominence. Well, and, you're banking and, on UCLA too. But you can you can have USC and Lincoln Riley like that's going to that's going to happen. He's going to be successful, and then you're just banking on Nebraska being Maybe. good. I mean, and then you have that matchup where well, you know it's it's two blue blood programs going at each other. It's not to say they won't play each other. It's not to say that at all. I but think, if you I can think, guarantee that one every year, 
Yeah, I mean that's a that's a game people are going to watch. I, I suppose so. I mean, like I said, I'd, I think I'd rather have USC Nebraska just because the the tradition and the the like you said the the spectacle of mm-hmm. it would be more appealing than I think Nebraska UCLA. But I think I, I think Nebraska you keep Iowa no matter what. Um, and this is all hypothetical conversation, but I think you keep Iowa no matter what, and I I think you take one of the the Western teams. I also I. I we don't know who else is going to join, if anybody else. So I think that that changes the conversation. If if somebody from say the ACC joins the Big Ten or, or somewhere, you know, if a now the reports were out though that Kevin Warren wanted expansion and the presidents were not but see, thinking see, so, see, that's which the is, thing, is weird. Well, well, no. Here's the thing though, guys: is everybody is going to say that until you see how much money the SEC is making, how much money other conferences are making because of the multitude of teams, and you see maybe how much. Uh, how many conversations are being had surrounding the SEC when Oklahoma and Texas join and when UCLA, USC join. It's always going to be a battle to try to be that top conference in the country. And the only way you can do that is by continuing to add talent and continuing to add story programs. Or so, just by getting better. Well, I think I think the Big Ten's pretty good. Like, I, I think the Big Ten's just fine. Well, competitively, yeah. I've had this, this conversation plenty of times that, that a lot of people don't agree with. Like in terms of balance, I like the Big Ten. In terms of top heavy, SEC and a heartbeat. But in, it, when you go with that, and that's also you know my argument. But then I, I also kind of agree with Box argument where it doesn't matter if you're top heavy when you're winning all of the you're, national and, and championships. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So that's where it's going to be. Who do they add? And, and getting a USC is going to help, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, because like maybe I, I don't know. Like is Texas back? Like they got Arch Manning and they have Quinn Ewers without the mullet now. Yeah, but Quinn like, Ewers shaved his mullet. But it's like, is, does that make Texas back? Like I, I'm so I, I I'm buying into to Brent Venables in Oklahoma, but not but what we saw on the yeah. field. Yeah, they're further away like, than Texas. You're you're, is. you're 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 adding if you're the SEC, you're adding storied and traditional programs, which is great. But are they in terms of national championship? In terms of recent success, outside of well, last like, year, Oklahoma has more recent success, yeah, success than Texas. You're right. But Texas always has the preseason hype that you kind of that that'll just add on in the SEC because well, then you'll say, oh well, they're in the SEC, so they'll get battle tested right. year in and year out, and it'll only get them better because they'll be able to get more recruits and this and that, and and maybe Texas will be back at some point. But then you got to remember that. <laughs> Texas also has to play those teams in the SEC, and if they can't beat teams in the Big 12, which, although they had a pretty good year this last year, the Big 12 did, yeah. is not as good as the SEC is from top to bottom, I mean, you're going to struggle in the SEC as well. I, I honestly think it's fair to say that that here in 2024, when there's a 12-team playoff, I mean, we're going to see it here in, in 2024, because people are going to be able to point at rankings and say, oh, how many guys, how many teams did the Big Ten get into the, the, the playoff, and how many teams did the SEC get into the playoff, and you're going to have those numbers to compare and contrast, I suppose, but like, I, I look at the SEC and the Big Ten, and maybe this is Big Ten bias, I, I don't think it is, I look at those as 1A, 1B, like, it depends on the year, Whoever whoever has the more whoever has the most teams and and whoever I don't know potentially has the Heisman winner or whoever I I, I just think you can switch. I one think that's a, one Big B Ten bias off. based on the fact that again the national championship. Well, yeah, was, yeah. So I'm yeah. saying, but I'm saying in 2024 when USC and UCLA are part of it mm-hmm. and Texas Oklahoma are part of the SEC, it's one A one B in my mind in terms of recent success. Also, because you I mean SEC has the lead obviously, 
But then we're going to be able to sit there and go, yeah, listen, Alabama won the national title, but the Big Ten had four teams in the top 12 while the SEC only had three. But like, so it's 1A and 1B, but SEC is 1A. Yeah, so that's that's one and two. I get where you're coming from, Bach. Like I get it, but I'm saying it's always going to be an arms race. Like it's always going to be who can the Big Ten add to get better than the SEC, and then it's going to be the SEC adding somebody to try to get better than the Big Ten. It's always going to be an arms race. Well, there's only one Golden Egg left out there, and that's Notre Dame. And 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 hopefully, you know, I I don't know about that one. I I think like a couple ACC schools are interesting. Because now, I mean, geography doesn't matter. I'm, I'm as, as far as, as as like your traditional blue bloods, though. There's Notre Dame. That's why Texas and Oklahoma are such a big deal. Is those I are suppose. two of the top eight programs of all time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I suppose so. But yeah, and and we'll see. I mean, you're right. I mean, if if the ACC eventually breaks down, um, then then certainly there will be a lot to pick from there, it's namely Clemson. Now, who's <laughs> up? Who's up for grabs? That's it's really like Notre Florida Dame. State, you know, agreeing with you, Notre Dame is the is the independent of the group. The other ones 100%. are already in conferences. So it it d- just depends on what schools are up for grabs. If you're telling me Clemson, Florida State, uh, Washington, if those schools are up for grabs, then yeah, the SEC and the Big Ten would be ridiculous for not trying to get them. Well, like, those are some powerful schools as well. And I'll say this. I mean, it, it, depending on if – I mean, hypothetically speaking, um, and that's what makes these conversations so interesting. Hypothetically speaking, if the Big Ten goes out and gets Jim Phillips from the ACC, then, then they have to deal with a new commissioner. And one of the more important times of college football um, in the last you know 15 years or so – I suppose adding a playoff, but now you have to deal with conference expansion all over the country mm-hmm. on top of it. But you're, I mean, you add Jim Phillips, who's currently the ACC commissioner. You bring him into the Big Ten um, in this evolving landscape that is college football. What does the new ACC commissioner try to do? Is he able to hold on with some instability in the in like the the head o- in the administrative offices? I, I I don't know the answer to that. And with that, like, are you telling me Kansas State wouldn't be interested in being like, you know what, Big Twelve is never going to compete for one A one B? Maybe we fit Big Ten football well. Like I, I not Kansas State's just a hypothetical. Like yeah. Chris Kleiman would fit Big Ten football well. Chris Kleiman right. would fit well. Uh, he might, but that's Colin not, Klein straight up. Colin Klein denied the or declined the uh, the Notre Dame offense coordinator job today. But I don't think that's probably on the Big Ten's maybe top ten list. Again, when you when you it's look not at programs, Bach, but that's when when you look at continuing to just build a conference, you're not always going to get Notre Dame. You're not always going to be able to get out USC. Like eventually, once all those schools are accounted for. It's going to be sheerly about numbers. That's all it's going to be about. That's a, because you're that's a good there. that's a good balance team. Like that that's a team that matches up well against Nebraska that could go really well in a pod that you're like, you know what, Nebraska might not excite Nebraska fans, but that's I a, mean, I'd be like, excited. I'm just saying that's that's like way down the line. I mean, you're gonna have to wait till uh, you know this, this Oregon Washington things figured out. Notre Dame. I mean, if the ACC comes apart, I mean, maybe if they, if they just they really want to jump out, you know, break up the Big Ten. That would just be our Big Twelve. That would just be, that would be adding Rutgers again. And you know, like, <laughs> that's basically what it would be. Not that bad. The Big Ten. That's not that bad. If if you if if you're the Big Ten, and maybe I'm way off on this, guys. And so tell me, like, you're if, way off. If, if you're the Big Ten, and you you sit there and you add somebody like Kansas State who just won the Big Twelve title last year and who's had looking to have sustainable success with, under Chris Kleiman. They kept their offense coordinator who was offered the Notre Dame job, which is a much better job for, a, for Colin Klein than Kansas State's offense coordinator. It's a big job. But because he played there, because of the roots that he's built and, and his relationship with not only Chris Kleiman but Gene Taylor, the athletic director, he decided to decline the Notre Dame job. Like, 
I'm, Kansas State's just an interesting example because of geography and because of of that history, having them as an old conference partner. That it's like if you don't, if you add a Kansas State or you add an Oklahoma State or if you add, I, I don't know, I, like throw somebody from the Pac-12, throw somebody from the ACC, Utah. Do you not think that that having more numbers would attract Clemson or attract Notre Dame? I like I, I sit there and I'm like. If, if they're true competitors and they want to be a part of the best conference in the country, the more teams are going to provide more competition and more um, of, of an ability to, at the end of the year, go, hey, listen, we're, we're, we play in the best conference. Well, again, I mean, look, we talk about a 500-mile radius uh, around here. There's about a 500-mile radius down south where, like, 16 of the last 17 championships have come it's like from. like 200-mile so, radius. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a small group. So, I mean, it, it, it's going to be – to me, it's always going to be an uphill battle for the Big Ten. I love the Big Ten brands of football. I love where Nebraska's at, but the SEC is just a whole other monster. But uh, we can continue this talk and, and have a lot more to talk about here on the Happy Hour. You guys got a few seconds to, to pitch it. <laughs> we're going to talk – uh, Pitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk Husker – or, excuse me, just college softball and baseball broadcast because today's been – Fun. Atrocious. <laughs> well, there you have it. Let's make fun of that. That's coming up next year on the Happy Hour.